1: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest
2: country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who didn't crash a congressional hearing and then flee. No, ma'am, that was Hunter Biden. Hunter's a dirtbag. Is he ever, and we're going to discuss in this hour, a chaotic scene on Capitol Hill. that. I, what in the wide,
1: wide world of sports is going on
2: here? Our country, uh, long story short, is being run by clowns. 888 <laughs> 788 nine nine one zero if you want to hit somebody with a bucket of confetti <laughs> if you if you want to make out with the bearded lady i love it when you talk dirty okay you got options on this show it's an all skate uh that has one rule you can be a republican you can be a democrat you can be a libertarian you can be an independent the only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a <laughs> boom happy wednesday everybody uh we are fired up today uh because I got to be honest, getting on the air, I had a lot of things I was passionate about. It's a situation going on at the southern border. Think about it. This is a real story, okay? The so New York City High School has just been sent home from school. No school today because they ran out of room at a migrant shelter. So they moved the migrants to the high school. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America Last. I mean, can you imagine a world... Where the Democrats are going to run around this fall and be like, we're the people of minorities. Republicans are racist. They don't care about the inner city. Dude, the Democrats are literally kicking kids out of school at a time when shutdowns cost them an additional two years of academic gains. I love the poorly educated. Well, you're going to have a lot more of them now because they're throwing them out of class to accommodate a migrant crisis. That they created as a parent, as someone who cares about the nuts and bolts and how they affect us in our day to day lives. It's something I took the airwaves today with a lot of passion about. That being said, this whole Barnum and Bailey thing that just went down on the hill, man, what a bad look for the country. Like, I laugh. OK, and to be clear, this isn't like other parliaments around the world where they actually like fist fight. This is an America in the 1700s when they had duels to settle their differences. True story. People think we're divided now. 1700s, they had duels where they shot each other. And the winner lived and the loser voted Democrat in the next election. Being silly, okay? But there's no way to out-silly what you're watching in Washington. So here's the deal. The Republicans are getting together today and they were going to hold a hearing about whether or not to vote to hold Hunter Biden in contempt for defying a congressional subpoena. Now, to be clear, because I don't doubt that other shows are hyperventilating about this, four people, okay, in the Trump administration did, in fact, defy congressional subpoenas, okay? Two of them, two of them, okay, General Flynn, okay, Roger Stone, were ultimately charged, or Bannon, Bannon and General Flynn were ultimately charged, okay? Two of them were not. So it is a 50-50, so I want to offer some context because I don't doubt there are conservative commentators on the on the air right now that are like, if Hunter doesn't get held in contempt, you know, and listen, he should. He's making a mockery of the proceedings, but they were there as part of this strategy where Hunter has been trying to take the revelation of each lie the Biden family told about his business dealings and turn it into, no, no, it turns out. You're right. These allegations are true. They're just not what they're depicted as. You are so full of sh**. So as he is leaving a hearing today, okay, understand this is how it goes down. They're getting ready to start the hearing, okay? Chairman Comer, who you hear on the show a lot, gavels us in. Jamie Raskin, the ranking member of the Democratic Party, starts to give his five-minute soundbite. This is his attempt to get on MSNBC tonight. So away he goes, the Republicans, the devil, white supremacy, the climate, January 6th, the whole, you know.
3: Shut up, will you shut up?
2: Well, Hunter Biden walks in and sits down. And now, of course, this is a big deal. You know, you got Hunter Biden. Whoa, what's going on here? OK, so Raskin starts talking about Hunter Biden. The floor eventually makes its way after a couple of chaotic exchanges between Comer, Raskin. Nancy Mace gets interrupted several times. Andy Biggs chimes in to say stop interrupting everybody, at which point Nancy Mace says Hunter Biden has no balls.
3: What the hell did you just say?
2: Now, Representative Mace, with all due respect, uh, I do have to correct you there. Hunter Biden has plenty of balls. I only know this because we've seen them in his laptop photos. (laughs) He does have balls, okay? It's, you know, I'm not happy with this development, but I do have to throw the challenge flag because sadly, the country has seen an awful lot of Hunter Biden's balls. What a day to be on the radio. But the fact remains, he leaves the hearing at that point, okay, having created the circus he wanted to, given his political side, The posturing position to say, hey, Hunter showed up and was willing to testify on the spot. Unfortunately, the way these proceedings go, they need, I believe, 72 hours to get somebody onto the docket. There are security procedures, there are procedural laws that must be followed. And Hunter showed up today offering to testify, knowing he couldn't testify.
1: He knows what he's talking about.
2: But you understand, they're going to get on all the other cable news networks tonight and be like, Hunter showed up ready to go and the Republicans back down. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. Okay, but the truth is nobody should be buying, okay, what's being sold to us by our government. This is a clown show. This is a clown show. It's a clown show. But Hunter Biden, as he's fleeing the proceedings... Gets fed a question by our own Hillary Vaughn, the great Hillary Vaughn, as good as anybody who has ever worked on the Hill. Hillary Vaughn chases down Democrats, gets them a microphone, gives them a chance to talk. They usually tell her talk to the hand, like Dick Durbin, when she was asking him about releasing the Epstein flight logs. Like I don't have no idea what you're talking. I wouldn't. This uh, the first I've heard of it. And meanwhile, there's actual motions out there, Marsha Blackburn pushing him to release it. But the point is, Hillary Vaughn always flies into that storm. Here she is asking Hunter why he put his dad on speakerphone with his business partners. Okay, now this was a revelation that came from Devin Archer. Devin Archer testified to the committee that Hunter Biden put Joe on the phone with his business partners over 20 times. So understand, we were told Biden never talked to his son about his business partner, about his business. We were told Biden never talked to his son's partners. We were told Biden never met with his son's partners. We were told the laptop was Russian disinformation. We couldn't share it in the run-up to the election. What do every one of these things have in common? They were all lies. Bingo. Okay, so Hunter Biden, in answering this question, tries to manipulate the context a little bit and says, he just happened to be in these business meetings when his dad called
1: sell crazy someplace else we're all stocked up
2: here so on you know more than 20 occasions hunter biden was in the middle of a business meeting with some shady foreign oligarchs or influence peddlers and his dad just randomly picked up the old rotary phone and called his son and lo and behold Oh, my dad's calling. I might as well put him on speakerphone for all the people giving me money, even though I don't actually work in our government and have influence on policy, supposedly. Here it is. Clip 19.
0: Mr. Biden, why did you put your...
2: And there's the money quote. Why did you need to talk to your dad during business meetings if he wasn't involved in your business? Are you the big man, Joe? Of course he is. Okay, but Hunter Biden, very careful. You understand everything they do in public. Okay, like Hunter Biden showing up there today. He was not sitting over at a Dunkin' Donuts eating a French Kruller and was like, oh, that's the hearing? You know what? I'm going. That's it. No, no, I'm going. Let's go. Put down the crack pipe. Tell the strippers to go, I'm going over. This was not a spontaneous decision, okay? A crisis management team, okay, whoever's advising the president, okay, sat down in the last few days and cooked up a strategy to get ahead of what's happening there today, okay? They decided to crash this party and give their side the ammunition it would need, the powder for the muskets, in tonight's news cycle to see, look, Hunter's got nothing to hide. He showed up. He wants to testify, knowing he can't testify. This is the old act like you want to fight the guy you're scared of now that the cops have showed up to the bar and there's no chance it's going to happen. Oh, you're lucky the cops are here. He says as the urine trickles down his leg, oh, good for you, you'd be in a body bag if the old five didn't show up. Let me tell you, pal, the guy says through chattering nervous teeth. OK, that's what this was. This was the act like you want to fight because the cops are there and they're not going to let it happen. Move. That's what Hunter did today. OK, and people will get on TV tonight and take that other side, which is, oh, he wanted to testify, Republicans are full of it. And Republicans, just the same, will probably agree with my sentiments. But the end result is nothing was accomplished today for the American people. Our politics are broken and we're doing this wrong. We're doing it in a way that prioritizes news cycles, news cycles, OK, over actual families and quality of life and everything else that matters in this country. Because as we get into an election year, this is the one thing you have to understand, okay? Your family's prosperity, your happiness, whatever it is you're pursuing in this world, it's attainable. It's there. It's at your disposal. But you have to go get it. You have to tune out the noise and focus on yourself. Yes, you can follow politics. Yes, you listen to my show. But I wouldn't advise that you... follow a lot of politics because the God's honest truth is this is an entertainment industry now. Politics is no longer an exercise in governance. It is an exercise in who can be the biggest Instagram influencer. That's what we're doing now. We're competing for sound bites. Okay, we're trying to win news cycles. And the reality is no one, and I mean no one, is solving a problem in an election year because as long as the problem exists, they all have something to run on and fight over, okay? But the sad reality of this year, okay, this is where it's headed. This is why I do such a jokey, stupid show, is you really got to take the edge off because there's no one, no one at all who cares, not even remotely, about fixing the country in the next nine months, okay? Because if the problem goes away, so does the lane to run in. You know, that's, you've heard this from me before. You've heard it from, you know, iconic presidents in the past. Okay. The people running our government right now are not there to save you. Okay. They're there to convince you that you can't be saved without them. But the truth is whoever wins this election, yes, their policies will have an impact on the country. But because you live in America where you're free, of your prosperity is going to live and die based on your own work ethic, your own wherewithal to get out there and do stuff. And I only say that because there are a lot of Democrats who listen to this show who've been duped into believing they care about you. They don't care about you. Okay, they've let 8 million people cross the southern border. Okay, it's created a record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths. And now, those sanctuary cities who said no human being is illegal, we should be building bridges, not walls, those sanctuary cities are now saying,
3: Get him out of here. Get him
2: out. Okay. Oh, but we can't get him out? Okay. Well, in that case, call up the school kids and get him out of here. Get him out. Guys, a high school got kicked out today because we needed room for migrants. Think about that. Like, selfishly, I, you know. That's horrible. I mean, if they did it in the 90s, I would have had a shot at pass in high school Spanish. But Buenos Dias. Buenos Dias. Okay, but what's happening today is not about me. Uh, it's very much about our citizens taking a back seat. Okay, the Democrat, if you even thought for a second, people who tell you they want to defund the police while walking around with their own police protection 24 hours a day? Is that a person who actually truly cares about? The answer would be no. Okay, that's what's going on right now, okay? And I'm not telling you the Republican Party's pitching a perfect game. We've got a lot of clowns in the Republican Party. But that's the reality of this moment, okay? We don't have a government... Right now, we have a collection of aspiring social media influencers who are in a race to the top of Click Mountain. And when that becomes the business model, it doesn't matter who wins the race because every one of us loses.
4: You're absolutely right.
1: Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Thaler on Fox Across America.
2: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We are talking about the circus act that just transpired on Capitol Hill. We wouldn't normally go to a call here. But joining us now, a caller who is just a few miles from Jenny Fallon's childhood home. Michael is on the line in Lima, Ohio. Michael!
3: Lima, Ohio. Thank you. I didn't know it was Lima or Lima. I never knew, Jimmy. Yeah,
2: we we, we get <laughs> neither do they. So don't feel bad. Uh,
3: okay. Hey, I heard you channeling Rip Taylor And his bucket of confetti earlier, buddy. You just needed the clown horn. That was the only thing missing. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'm I'm wearing my squirting lapel right now. If it makes you feel any better, um.
3: There you go, Michael. Really quick.
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, while you're in Lima, you have to get a QP hamburger. That's what they're famous for.
3: No, you're kidding. Yeah, a burger. It's the, lunchtime. Hey, I'm gonna look it up right now.
2: Cupid, bu- Okay, buddy. there's two locations, but they're phenomenal. It's a good greasy. You know, like small towns have like a, a burger that everybody's been going to for a hundred years. Absolutely. Cupid has Absolutely. been there a hundred years. They've never cleaned the grill once. You're gonna love it. It's that kind of That's place. That's what makes them so good. Thank you. I mean, come
3: Th- on. Thank come you. On. It's great. And if now.
2: Thank Come you. On. Nobody <laughs> wants your sanitized burger. And really quick, and then you can make your hunter point. If you were going, are you heading north on 75 or south?
3: Uh, I just crossed over from Michigan, so I'm heading south.
2: Okay. Well, to when you mind. continue yep. south, okay, uh, at exit 110, that's Jenny's exit. You'll see the Neil Armstrong Space Museum. That's Wapakoneta. Oh,
3: wow.
2: And you'll see, wow. the, you'll I, see the giant mune museum right there on the side of the road.
3: That's fantastic. Yep. I hardly ever get up through this section of the world. So that, that's that's great. Those are great tips, buddy. I appreciate
2: that. No, for sure. Hey, and then if you so, look a little further into the field, you'll see a house with a lot of beer cans on the lawn and some lingerie. <laughs> it's Jenny's parents, Dave and Judy. <laughs> Can knock on the door. Get off at once. T- I'm,
3: I'm stopping by. Yeah, they, they'd they'd love by. to have you. They really would take them to lunch.
2: There you go. <laughs>
3: take them to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so don't you think that the president's son, you know, skittles Biden? Don't you think he's just a reflection of this administration, total clown show. Yes. Start to finish, you know, all, doesn't follow the rules, does whatever he wants to, you know. All
2: optics. That's all that was. Yes, it's a show. It's like when they get out there and they tell you the border's closed as 8 million people walk past the entrance. It's, it's, you know, it's a farce. It's sketch comedy. Yeah. And I, I'm in yeah. trouble. Men, like, I'm launching a comedy show babies. Saturday night. It's hard to compete with the White House right now.
3: Uh, I, 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 men can have babies. Yo, the whole thing. It was a success. It's, it's a clown show start to finish.
2: There it is. Uh, <laughs> say hello to my in-laws, Michael, and make sure you get a QP hamburger when we want to review the next time we're on the air, Okay.
3: I will go Sounds get him, good, buddy.
2: My man, there he goes. The great Michael off to a QP Burger. How about it? There it is. Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener, at eight 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 seven eight eight nine nine one zero. You can call in and talk about anything. Uh, but Michael cuts the line an awful lot because he knows things near and dear to my heart. I mean, if you're in Lima, Ohio, you understand, like, I, the, you know, the woman i married, like, this matters. Like, I met, I met Jenny in Cleveland, and uh, her family is from Wapakoneta. And uh, I drove down to meet her family for the first time, you know, looked around the house, and I was like, you know, wow, these are really good people. That is a fact-check false. Okay, no, I mean, I said it. Yeah, it's just false. that they. Are. No, I kid, they're fine. But the point is, uh, that is, you know, that's, that's home for us. That is like an actual, like our actual home. Like, we spend a lot of time out there, and Lincoln and Jenny get out there a little more than me uh, because I've become like this big, huge, multimedia superstar.
1: You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real.
2: Yeah, I'm, so- I'm sorry, guys. I'd love to come, but I'm stuck on a billboard in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. But... I talk about this stuff because I have perspective that very few people in the world have. Like, I actually am on the radio right now, and, uh, like, all of my childhood dreams have come true. Like, that's absurd to say to somebody, but it's true, okay? And having gotten to the other side of the thing, I'm telling you, the stuff that matters uh, to me right now is the stuff that mattered to me six months ago and ten years ago, and it's the stuff that should matter to you as well, okay? And, you know... Your day-to-day happiness, your overall quality of life, that's what you should be focused on. You know, The biggest contributor, I think, in my opinion, to the world in terms of the value of organized religion is the belief that you're living your life for a cause greater than yourself. If only, okay, getting past aspects of faith and everything in between, if only because you're kind of living with a compass. Like, hey, you want to go to heaven someday, so don't be a... You know what I'm saying? Because if you get up to heaven and you're like, well, it says here on more than three trillion occasions, you were a (laughs) now you got a problem. You know what I'm saying? And I think having a compass in your life is so valuable, if only because... All of your joy, all of your progress comes in those moments when, you know, you're doing things for people besides yourself, you know. And so when I always think of, like, you know, Jenny's family and that part of the country and all the good times we have out there, that is actually like the formative period in my adult life where I went from an actual raging lunatic to like, oh, wow, this is amazing. I could start a family and be surrounded by decent people, And we can contribute to the greater good as opposed to our individual pursuits. Because I only had two individual pursuits when I met Jenny Fela.
5: My hobbies are fast cars and fast women.
2: So essentially, I gave up the fast cars. Uh, But here we are uh, at 888-788-9910 talking about anything you want. But I'm kind of steering this bus. Why? Because there's a clown show going on in D.C. on multiple fronts. Okay, if you remember... When Biden gave his inaugural address, okay, everyone in the media ran out with their collective talking point, the one that gets passed around in liberal media. Okay, we're going with this. And they're, all right, we're going with it. Okay. And then I'll play you a montage of everybody saying this. And the sale when Biden got back to the White House was, all right, the adults are back. in the room. Uh, You're alive. Well, I didn't lie. They lied. Here they are, telling you the adults are back in the room.
0: Anybody who has any um, connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said, the adults are back in the room.
2: It, it seems as though we have a, uh, a professional adult once again in the White House who's just simply doing the work. Really, the, the
0: theme, I would say, is the adults are back. Still, it is a relief. To have adults in charge.
6: Now we have adults in the White House. Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um,
2: There is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. I mean. (laughs) Is this adult in the room? Are these adults in the room making life glorious? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. So Lloyd Austin, okay, we're circling back to this really quickly. Okay, he's a guy who's in charge of the whole entire military. Okay, Lloyd Austin, your Secretary of Defense. Lloyd Austin goes in for an elective procedure last week that we're now being told has something to do with prostate cancer, very rarely is cancer elective, but regardless of getting into the semantics, there is a chain of command issue in the military. If the guy at the tippy top of the whole frickin thing is unavailable, somebody needs to know. Tell it like it is. Because that somebody has to assume his duties. Okay. Lloyd Austin goes off the grid, does not inform the White House. It's a 48 additional hours before he informs his second-in-command, who, oh, by the way, happens to be on vacation in Puerto Rico. So she's down at the swim-up bar having frozen Cosmos, standing around and pee like everybody else at the swim-up bar. You know how those things work, folks. Uh, But the point is, She's supposed to be assuming some of the duties for Lloyd Austin, but doesn't even know why he's off the grid. Doesn't know. Okay, our military, at a time when we are engaged in multiple conflicts around the globe, is now a headless horseman. Okay, this brought to you by the adults that are back in the room. Understand, I don't give you this synopsis as a Republican as some right-wing Fox News media hitman. Dude, I don't care. It's not my gig, man. I'm going home to watch YouTube clips with my son. Feed my dog 60% of what I eat. People are like, what diet are you on? I'm on the Bixby diet. I feed Bixby chicken. <laughs> I feed him pork. That's the diet I'm on. Uh, but the point is, the dog's getting fat, but he doesn't have to host a TV show this Saturday night. I do. Okay, but understand, I am making this point about Lloyd Austin as an American, as an American. Okay, we have a military that is supposed to be the fiercest fighting force in the world. The actual institution that ensures world stability through the sheer threat of our force, of our boys getting off the school bus, And you hear all their cleats hit the parking lot pavement at the same time. And the parents on the other team go, oh, this is a problem. We're the team nobody wants to play. But we're living in a moment now where nobody can even take our team seriously. Okay, let me just give you this clip and we'll get back to the phones. Okay, because yesterday at the White House... It's a varsity day. What I mean by that is when there's a varsity day, when there's a big news cycle, when something crazy or controversial is going on, they give Corrine Jean-Pierre the day off. She is so bad at her job. But that's how you know. When you see John Kirby at the podium, it's like, all right, honey, I get that this is an affirmative action hire, and the White House said so, uh, and it's adorable, uh, but adults are talking. They do that to her. Straight up do that to her. Okay? And there's if you've been following the coverage of this, this is in— Liberal circles. This is not a Fox News story, but if you watch a fair amount of CNN and MSNBC, you'll notice there's a lot of fighting going on amongst the Karine Jean Pierre camp because they're mad that the White House keeps benching her in big moments. And they're like, what the hell? Well, listen. When they tell you, like they did with Kamala Harris, that the sole criteria for hiring you is the color of your skin, okay, you've got to know in that moment that they don't really value your intellectual contributions. That's true. That is true. Okay, when they say, we're hiring, a, we're getting a vice president, and it has to be a black woman. Okay? In that moment, they are undermining the integrity of your position. To so say, no, this is not about the best candidate. It's about getting a very specific thing that's what we're doing at the top of our government well that's the dumbest thing i've heard of and if you don't agree with red fox look at the conditions in our country but yesterday john kirby subs in he comes running in off the bench so he is the mason rudolph in this and they need a the steelers need a win kenny pickett's coming back from an injury he's had an uneven season Pickett goes to the bench. Mason Rudolph gets the start up in Buffalo. Here is John Kirby in his number two jersey trying to hit Pickens on a slant over the middle.
4: Clip 20.
7: Why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything
4: ever again? I think we all recognize and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here, and by what, and by uh, uh, how how uh, how hard it was for them to be fully transparent with the American people, I think we all recognize that. And, and wait, 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 now just give me a second. Now I, I know you got another one coming here, but but we all recognize that this didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels. Not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issues. We all recognize that. And I think we all want to make sure we learn from that. I, uh, it's up to you and your colleagues, and it's up to the American people to determine, you know, how much they're going uh, to ascribe what happened here to our credibility on every single issue.
2: That was embarrassing. I mean, really? That's Kirby, the varsity spokesperson, comes out, and he's like, I've got it. I've got just the soundbite. This will put it to bed. Not even close. Okay. We all recognize didn't unfold the way it should on so many net levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency issue, okay, which is why it's completely unacceptable. There are certain jobs, certain requirements. Head of the military is not a job where you go, you win some, you lose some. Okay, when the Yankees take the field, At Yankee Stadium, in the tunnel, as they walk out of the locker room, they have a quote hanging up over the field that George Steinbrenner put there. It's a Douglas MacArthur quote. I get worked up when I talk about it. It's my Uncle Sam was in General MacArthur's Honor Guard. And uh, the quote is, there is absolutely no substitute for victory. Okay? When it comes to the United States military, okay, there is no more applicable quote. I know they're trying to replace it with— you know, it's okay if you lose as long as we use the right pronouns. But I promise you, when it comes to the overall quality of life in this country, there is absolutely, positively no substitute for victory. Correct the mundo. Okay. And if we were engaged in any type of a major conflict while the Secretary of Defense is off the grid, no one knows where he is, he hasn't told the White House. Okay victory and our ability to deliver one has been severely impeded. Okay, I am not undermining the men and women who put on the uniform in the military, but the people running the woke military are screwing it all up. Everything woke turns to But to take it a step further, if you have failed in your duty to inform the chain of command and the White House, you're either doing so, okay, in derelict of your job, Or in a complete disrespect to the White House itself, which it would appear doesn't really have as much say in anything as we've been led to believe. And that's my takeaway from the Austin thing. He didn't tell the White House because they don't need to know because the White House isn't doing anything. Okay, if you've got a president that spent 40 percent of his presidency on the beach, another 20 percent calling a lid at 11 in the morning. And then an additional 40% flying around the world and mangling the words on a teleprompter. Biden's lost his marbles. He doesn't really need to know what type of critical military business we're engaged in. J.C. is in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Maybe he's calling it different. I don't know. J.C. My man, Jimmy, how you doing? I'm doing, man. this, This is a really nutty one, though.
5: Uh, This is crazy. Hey, first of all, congratulations. Uh, Just just so happy for you. It's nice to see somebody that will literally and figuratively put on their hard hat, pack their lunchbox, and go to work. It's it's good to see guys like you prosper. So congratulations.
2: Thank you, buddy. But they did take away the lunchbox now that I have a TV show.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I sent you a congratulatory uh, bottle of Buffalo Trace, and I I sent it to the well-dressed big guy at Fox News headquarters. I hope you get it.
2: Oh, I better get it. Are you kidding me? I'm drinking it after we tape the show. All right, keep talking. You have the floor.
5: All right, my man. Twenty-six years military, retired. Uh, I had an opportunity. My players. I had an opportunity to uh, to work at the Pentagon for a little while. Uh, Don't claim to be a complete uh, intelligence expert, but what I do know for a fact, especially under Bush, uh, the the SecDef, the Commander in Chief, the Joint Chiefs, as well as some other players, get a daily threat brief. Yep. Because the 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 collecting collecting data, human intelligence. to defend our country isn't just a nine to five thing it's it's 365 7 and and basically what they do is uh, simplifying this they they boil it down on a daily basis what's a today problem what's a tomorrow problem mm-hmm. and our commander-in-chief not knowing where the sec death is for five days tells me he's not even getting daily security briefs
2: boom that's that was my takeaway. It's that for that to transpire and him not know means he never knows where Austin is.
5: Which it's not. It's a lot of things scare me about this administration. But honestly, I'm absolutely terrified. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, it, this is this is just crazy. I, I, I because Listen. obviously it's fluid and and everything's changing. And I can't I can't really stress enough that. They basically they got the hot sheets of from from a myriad of of agencies and organizations. It's a threat analysis, a threat working group that gets together on a daily basis and said, "This is a today problem. What are we going to do today, to to basically to deal with this?" That's a tomorrow problem. And if the again if the SecDef is 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 AWOL, mm-hmm. I I don't understand what our Commander in Chief is. I
2: don't, yeah. I don't understand. That's it. nuts. The, the, I, think, I think long story short is I, I hope you kept a bottle of Buffalo Trace for yourself.
5: Absolutely. That's that the spirit.
2: Elijah, it's Elijah Craig. Well, well listen. <laughs> well, I'm going to have one after the after the show Saturday night, so make sure you have one with me. Okay, brother?
5: Absolutely. Jimmy, thanks for having me, pal.
2: Of course. Great call. There he goes. JC is buttering me up with bourbon. I mean, whew. you know the way to a girl's heart. You know, they say diamonds are a girl's best friend. I mean, bourbon is actually not my best friend. It is, uh, we're touch and go right now, but we've sure had some good times. Back after
1: this. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying
3: to use the phone.
2: 888
1: 9910 You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Thaler.
2: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Thaler. Right back to the phones for a minute. Lynn is up in Brunson. Yo, Lynn.
3: This is a real treat. Uh, you are my new, most favorite comedian ever. And I loved Johnny Carson. Stop a big it! Big Johnny Carson fan, but you're just. You are top of the heap, and I can't – one day you did a master class on something. I can't remember what, what it was, oh, but man. I'm going to be 80, so I'm real old. So, okay. <laughs> But something it was – and I said, oh, my gosh, that guy was a cab driver. Wow.
2: <laughs> oh, Lynn. Well, really quickly, <laughs> I, I, got, I got into comedy because my fifth-grade teacher told me I needed to watch Johnny Carson. Oh really? Yes, she said watch well, she said ask your parents to stay up late and watch Johnny Carson because I'm telling you oh, I think yeah. you could do what he does. It blew well, my, my mind but I watched and here we
6: are. <laughs>
3: His monologue was worth it all, yep. you know.
6: Was it ever? And, and
3: I, have video, I have VHS. I saw a VHS player. Oh, huh? yeah, you And do. I have VHS tapes of his. But I got to live 14 miles north of where he oh, grew up. Oh, Lynn,
2: we're going to continue this call, okay? Because we're huh? going to be going to a commercial break in 10 seconds. But I love uh-huh. you and your energy so much. Okay. And you better you, be watching sir. Saturday Night, girlfriend. I need the ratings. Yes,
3: sir. You do it for it. Johnny, Lynn. I love you.
2: We're back after this.
1: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy, Jimmy,
2: it's the Saturday Night Kid back in action on the radio for a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, not to be confused with Fox News Saturday Night with Jimmy Fallon, a program that is launching this Saturday at 10 p.m. on the Fox News Channel. (laughs) What a week it has been for your radio buddy. I'm all over Times Square billboards, all over your TV. Uh, it's really surreal. And uh, the reason I can't shut up about it is I just want people to get it. People that are getting beaten down by life. Nobody has been beaten harder than me. Uh, and uh, the point is, you can get up off the mat and accomplish anything you want because you live in America. Freedom! So be thankful for that. 888 788 9910 that's the phone number as we get underway if you want to be a part of the show if you don't want to be a part of the show you just want to you know air your grievances you suck you jackass you could do that we'd put you on the phone we would straight up put you on the phone and we'd get a kick out of it you could say anything you want to us and we'd be fine i really appreciate fine art you do yes and this isn't it oh. <laughs> we can take it You'll never be as harsh as the voices in my head. So 888-788-9910 as we get underway in this hour. We're talking about the GOP primary and caucus, which, of course, the first one kicks off this Monday in Iowa. Why? Because Battle and Ben Dominic is making a triumphant return to the show in this hour. We haven't had Ben on in a while. I love talking to Ben about politics because he's one of the sober voices on Twitter. And what I mean by that is Twitter, as you know, okay, is a fight club for people who don't want to get hit. Any moment of the day that you log on to Twitter, there are a billion broken people waiting to fight with you. Sir, you could tweet right now. It's my dog's birthday. Someone will be Too bad Trump's going to jail. And you're like, yeah, my dog doesn't know Trump. He has no idea. (laughs) He doesn't know who you voted for. (laughs) He doesn't care that you've clearly had a disruptive childhood (laughs) and aren't properly adjusted to public socialization. That is not my dog's issue. My dog wants bacon. That's what my dog wants on his birthday. So anyway, if bacon was going to jail, my, my dog would be concerned. But the point is... On Twitter in the conservative sphere, okay, the Republican Party is doing itself a grave injustice because it's a circular firing squad. The Trump people are telling you DeSantis is a rhino. Listen to me, DeSantis, I don't care if you vote for him, I don't think he's going to win the nomination. But DeSantis is a phenomenal governor. He is a phenomenal governor. He is, I understand he picked a culture war with Disney people didn't appreciate, and I have to give him an A minus for that reason. But he was fighting a necessary battle when they are trying to sexualize our children. And a corporation is trying to throw its weight around a lie that DeSantis was banning gay people. Okay, he is absolutely 100 percent right to return fire. Because the truth is, 75 percent of the parents in this country agree with him. Kids in kindergarten, first grade, second grade and third grade shouldn't be learning about sex, let alone being trapped in the wrong body. OK, but they tried to brandish it as a ban on gay people, which wasn't true. But that's what they all ran with. Democrats are so full of crap. Getting past that, though, DeSantis is a really good governor. And I'm only giving him an A minus on Disney because although I agree with his position a thousand percent. Uh, He got pulled into the Twitter vacuum for a little while there and was aiming most of his platform at addressing the grievances on Twitter. Twitter now, run by Elon Musk, is a predominantly right-wing outlet. It is. The conservatives are winning on Twitter. Are they still getting algorithms behind the scenes? Yes, a lot of us are in some instances. You can see where they're amplifying certain accounts, deemphasizing others, if only because those accounts are publishing their content exclusively to Twitter and they want to make their reach grow. The problem is, and this is where social media as a propaganda outlet really does harm us as a people, okay? People get on social media and they want the digital dopamine we call likes. That's what you're doing on Twitter. You want a lot of likes. You want a lot of clicks. Oh, they feel so good. Shoot them up in your arm right out of your iPhone. Oh, I got likes, honey. A bunch of people who are also killing time on the toilet click like on a button on their phone. This is amazing. What the hell is the world coming to? But that's what we're doing with our lives now. And the point is the people who want likes, they adapt the views, they adapt the comedy stylings, they adapt the hot takes, that they see getting likes. Ergo, you wind up with a very single-minded app.
3: I'm telling you, that boy's a genius.
2: That's where Twitter is hurting the Republican Party right now, okay? Sensationalist hot takes on all things Democrat. Do you have any likes you get if you're a public figure and you're like, the enemy is already here. And that's your characterization of the Democratic Party. Listen, Democrats have a lot of dumb ideas. OK, I don't agree with most of them. They're not the enemy. I promise you they're not. The enemy's China. The enemy's Russia. OK, the enemy are people who want to topple our democracy. The Democrats just think that they can somehow control the weather. They're crazy. OK, and yes, they are pretty pro-sexualization of children. Uh, it's people with a dirty mind that think like that. And, you know, if anybody knows, it's that fella. But the point is, okay, yes, we have political differences. But you make a lot more headway on Twitter by dealing in extremist absolutes. DeSantis got sucked into the culture war a little bit in the beginning and came to realize that trans issues, uh, while prominent in the media, are like 3% of the electorate's priority, maybe 2%. So it was a weird way to start his campaign the fact that he launched this campaign on Twitter Spaces. No, I don't need a traditional media rollout, even though my entrance into the race is the most anticipated moment of the season. I'm going to roll it out on Twitter Spaces so I can get the love of all the people on Twitter who see that I'm taking it straight to the people. We'll roll it out on Twitter Spaces, an untested app. Everything will be fine. The app crashed spectacularly, overshadowed him and his message. Yes, he did run to the networks an hour later, but his campaign began, okay, with his political instincts being showcased to the world as not the best.
1: This could be a problem.
2: That being said, DeSantis, the man, DeSantis, the candidate, is exceptional. Okay, I'm not saying he's going to win, but everything you If you like Donald Trump, everything you think Trump is running on, DeSantis actually is doing like he minimized the government's footprint in your life. Okay, he fought back against the most powerful corporation in your state, in his state. He stood up for the rights of kids and parents. Okay, he has vowed to end sanctuary cities. He is the guy that got the national conversation going around the migrants by sending a bus full of people up to Martha's Vineyard a place that said no human being is illegal, we're a sanctuary city, everybody is welcome here. And then the minute the migrants showed up, Martha's Vineyard threw them out. That's just how white folks will do you. And that is exactly how they did them. Okay, but it started a conversation effectively that Greg Abbott in Texas has mobilized as well. DeSantis has been very, very effective. He's good at what he does. He'd be a great president. You elect him tomorrow, I'd go to bed. I wouldn't even know who the president was. You would have to. Okay, but he's going to have a hard time getting the nomination— Because on the Trump side of Twitter, anybody who's not with Trump is a rhino and a globalist and a neocon and bought and paid for and a lit, you know, all the stupid stuff, because those depictions get big reactions. Okay, imagine like uh, let me give you an example in a head to head matchup in the general election. Nikki Haley would beat Joe Biden by about 25 points, By about 25 points because she takes away the abortion vote significantly. Because her policies, while a lot more pro-life than anything the Democrats are doing, is also not casting aspersions on the people who disagree with her. And she has a more empathetic bent because she's a woman. That being said, if we held nominations on Twitter, Nikki Haley would be lucky to get 5% of the vote. 5% because they've been taught the language of like globalist and donors, sellout, you know, things like that. Okay, and I'm, again— the reason Trump is in the position he's in is because one, they have weaponized our Justice Department and cast him in a sympathetic life. But two, there is an immediate juxtaposition between the quality of life under Trump and the quality of life under Biden. The country's doing a lot better under Trump than they're doing under Biden, straight up. Okay, the only reason Biden had the upward mobility that he does in terms of our economy, Biden likes to claim, you know, I've created 14 million jobs. You're not telling me the truth. They've created legitimately 2 million jobs. 12 million of the jobs they're counting as new are just recovered jobs, jobs that were shut down because of the pandemic. When Trump shut down the economy and advised that we shut down schools and we shut down air travel and, you know, we shut down big public events, sadly, Okay, Trump tanked his presidency because Trump listened to Fauci. Fauci's just pulling stuff out of his butt. But it's true, and it's hilarious because everybody oh Fauci! And Fauci's the worst. Okay, but the Sanders actually defied what was then the national directive and did his own thing. Okay, Trump ended his administration by pinning a medal on Dr. Fauci. OK, the, the vaccine that Biden forced on everybody, Biden bastard on the campaign trail and then forced it on everybody, the one everybody rebels against in conservative media. It was brought to you by the patron saint of politics, in their eyes anyway, Donald Trump. Trump, listened to Fauci, tanked his own presidency by crushing the economy. OK, Trump created Operation Warp Speed. OK, and all of the things the Republican base hates the other candidates for are actually things Trump did and was complicit in. That doesn't mean he's a bad president. It doesn't mean I don't think he's better than Biden. It doesn't mean I don't think he's going to win. So you can hold your fire. But the point is, Ben Dominant is coming on because like me, we will have a sober conversation with you and we can take every name you're going to call us after we're done having it because our democracy is more important than the feelings of Twitter. OK, Twitter right now is embarrassing. Because it's so sensationally stupid in terms of a lot of the things people are tweeting, people of things are writing to go get clicks. As Republicans, they've really, really on Twitter are living in a world where we're on like the brink of a civil war. You know what the rest of the country is doing? They're posting pictures of their dinner and their cats and they're trying to get laid after work. Okay, and those are the people who actually determine the outcomes in these elections. Okay, the swing voters in the key swing states the suburban white women that like Nikki Haley uh, probably 35 points more than any other Republican running in the race. But if you listen to Twitter, if you listen to conservative media, she's like a neocon, she's owned by the global, she doesn't have a chance. She says one thing today, another thing tomorrow. Nikki Haley changes her personality with the times. Trump was a Democrat 10 years ago, okay? If you can't give one of them a free pass on it, Okay, then you can't give all of them a free pass on it. You understand? Oh, no, she just. I'm with Vivek because Nikki Haley's a chameleon. Vivek voted for Obama. Okay, Obama was a horrible president. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Okay, but understand it's a pretty liberal move. Okay, Donald Trump was a liberal, cutting checks to liberal politicians. Yes, he evolved. Okay, he's adopted a different worldview with age, and that's fine, and he's allowed to do that. But you understand the circling firing squad on Twitter brought, you know, is actually nuking the Republican Party right now because a lot of people are losing sight of what really matters. What matters is our country is being destroyed right now by idiots who are prioritizing everything but what matters. Okay, our domestic energy policy is what is actually financing the military tensions around the world. Putin can invade Ukraine because he's made a gazillion dollars because we're no longer a net exporter of energy. Okay, Iran, which got all the money in the world in the Obama-the-Iranian nuclear deal, okay, and had sanctions lifted that took their oil reserves from $4 billion when Trump left office to $71 billion now— that's the reason they're able to subsidize all of these attacks against us and our assets in the Middle East. Okay, the border's overrun. I say this every day to the point of exhaustion. People's kids are getting poisoned by fentanyl. They're not overdosing on drugs. Overdosing on drugs is, yeah, you took so many drugs that caught up to you one night and you died. Poisoning. You take an Adderall because you need help writing a term paper, you die that night. First time doing drugs. Imagine that. Okay, that's going on in our country right now. Inflation is down by percentage basis. But when you go to the grocery store, you're paying a hell of a whole lot more for goods than you were when these guys took office. That matters to you and your family and your quality of life more than anything that we're prioritizing on Twitter. So I will bring people onto the show that have a sober voice of reason that can talk our way through the issues and compare and contrast the candidates. Because who the Republican nominee doesn't matter nearly as much in the overall scheme of things as whether or not they win. And I'm out here in the real world, and I
3: know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
1: It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries.
2: All right, little update. Alaska Airlines. Canceling all flights on a Boeing 737-9 Max aircraft through January 13th This coming after an exit door blew off the plane shortly after takeoff. That can't be good. Not ideal. Uh, and uh, they got some bonus air conditioning on the flight that I don't think anybody had signed up for. Thankfully, they were able to land safely. No one was harmed. Uh, but subject to a review, they have canceled all flights through the 13th of January. Now, to be clear, uh, they're only canceling the flights through the 13th so people can watch the debut episode of Fox News Saturday Night, which, of course, happens on Saturday night, January the 13th. I mean, you're alive. All right. what well, I gave it a shot, folks. I mean, heck, you're going to be stuck in the airport. You need something to watch. Uh, but it's crazy. It's crazy to know we're living in one of those moments. I have a really hard time when it comes to commercial airlines. I fly a lot, a lot, and they squeeze every penny out of you as a trap, every single penny. Like, I'm surprised they didn't evacuate the plane by boarding class. I mean, they might have for all I know, but they every penny they can. So I always have a hard time when I hear something like this happen, believing that they didn't know and... They kind of just tried to work through it because it would jeopardize profits. Uh, Scary stuff, Uh, but thankfully everybody's okay, which is why we can sort of joke about it. But if you did have a flight booked on Alaska Airlines on a Boeing 737-9 Max, the reason it has been canceled is because the door isn't staying on the plane. Uh, They're experiencing similar sentiments in the White House right now, where Kirby is still having a really hard time. John Kirby explaining away the Lloyd Austin deal. Mayorkas is probably going to get impeached over his handling of the border. Uh, Mike Johnson, the new House speaker, spoke to Joe Biden just an hour ago. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And Johnson is going to address it in a press conference after we go off the air today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, He is going to talk about uh, his urging of the president to use executive powers to seize control of the border. Now, I don't know that we're going to get there, because the truth is if they seize control of the border, they're admitting there was a problem to begin with. And understand, if there was a problem to begin with, it could only be caused by their policies, because their policies are a complete reversal of what was previously in place. Ergo, they're going to continue, okay, to be to be honest with you, negligent in their duty to secure it, if only because it's harmful to their politics. Bunch of dirtbags. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up over here in the studio to talk to this next guest. If you were going to build... I do mean this. This is pretty high praise. If you were going to build a a, a Voltron, I know you guys remember Voltron. If you were going to build a cable news Voltron, it's a solid red lion. This might be the right arm of your Voltron if you were building a cable news Voltron. Uh, Joining us to confirm or deny these allegations,
6: Ben Dominick's back on the show. Hey, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's good to be with you. And, uh, and I take that as a very strong compliment, Jimmy, oh! which also tells you, which also tells you, uh, the, uh, level of friendships that I had in, uh, when I was uh, young in terms of <laughs> 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 it was de- definitely, uh, the, the, the nerds have won out over the years. Now it's cool <laughs> to say that uh, no, it was not in the past. <laughs> that's amazing. So
2: here's a weird thing, man. I was like, I was like bi-coastal socially in the sense that I was on both of those coasts because I had a lot of buddies, I wasn't particularly nerdy as a kid, but I have in my office two Voltrons. Not one, but two. (laughs) And if you own two Voltrons,
6: you had some time to yourself, did you not? Yes. Yes, you you absolutely you absolutely did, Jimmy, and uh, and I I can already tell you were definitely you know like uh, like Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio in The Departed. You had two accents, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you, were, uh, you were code switching on the weekend. Oh, that's funny! That's amazing. Good <laughs> so, for you. Anyway, I love um, it. Good to have it's you good go. to be with you, and uh, especially on this day, uh, this wonderful auspicious day when we got to see. Uh, the full Hunter Biden uh, legal uh, strategy uh, <laughs> played out in front of us on Capitol Hill. Wow, what a what a what a switch what in a terms of, of what the what what the White House would have liked him to do, what Democrats would have liked him to do, mm-hmm. versus what Hunter wants to do when left to his own devices, huh? Pretty,
2: fa- <laughs> pretty. Fa- it's fascinating to watch this show play out. But what I think was going on? T- help me read through the posturing here. Because there's no world where he was going to be allowed to testify. So it struck me as a guy, you know, you know, how sometimes outside a bar, once the cop shows up, the one guy who doesn't really want to fight acts like he does because he knows there's not going to be oh, a yeah. fight. Ho- ho- hold me back. Hold yeah. Hold me back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hold that,
6: me back. looking around. You know, that, sure that's what this was.
2: <laughs> oh, you're lucky the cops are here, bro, as the guy's literally <laughs> peeing down his leg.
6: I re- no, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to take him down. I'm going to take him down. If only I wasn't being held back by, uh, by my friends who I'm looking at and nodding. Um, so it's, it's just, look. This is the thing the, the White House, as you know, Jimmy, wanted to get through the 2024 cycle. Just wanted to, you know, kick the ball on this. Mm-hmm. You know, just kick it and kick it and mm-hmm. kick it, and then and then they would deal with it after the election, either way. Mm-hmm. And I 100% believe that Joe Biden. Would have pardoned Hunter regardless mm-hmm. of the outcome of the election. Meaning, if he lost, he would pardon him before he left office, mm-hmm. uh, and if he won, he would certainly pardon him yep. uh, because he doesn't have anything, you know, to feel responsible about. You know, when it comes to this, and so I think in that scenario, the White House just wanted him to keep his head down. You know, don't mm-hmm. do anything ridiculous don't do anything over the top don't do anything silly mm-hmm. and instead you know Hunter's uh, approach to all of this has been to lean into wanting to get more attention for himself more attention you know and and uh, you know send this message of victimhood uh, that would be one thing if he was 15 years old but he's over 50 and so the idea that he's you know uh, some kind of of you know uh, abused uh, scion of yeah. a politically noble family is something that just has never played it's not playing now and it won't play in the future very
2: well said we're talking to ben dominich and i will say there was an effort made because hillary vaughn got a question out of him and uh there was an effort made uh to address the context of his father calling him he she was she was asked you know why he took his father's business calls during the meeting and he said you know doesn't your dad call you don't you answer the phone and you know I don't know whether or not it's true that Joe called him or he called Joe, but the fact remains in the middle of a business meeting, I now need to believe based on Devin Archer's testimony that Joe coincidentally just happened to be calling Hunter in the middle of these business meetings. And lo and behold, you throw him on the phone. Is there any world where you don't throw the challenge flag at that?
6: No, of course not. I mean, it's one of these things that, you know, none of this has ever passed the smell test. Uh, And, and for, you know, the average American who just assumes at this point, quite rightly, that most of the political class is just corrupt and people who thrive on corruption? Uh, you know, you can you can see it when you look at all the uh, the, the reports that come out at the end of the year. Uh, you know, every year about uh, how much the members of Congress is uh, investing ran ahead of you and me, Jimmy. Oh, you know, it's a, <laughs> such a surprising occurrence once again. Wow, they're just geniuses when it comes to investing. Um, you know, it's it's one of these things where the average American has never bought this, but you know you really have drawn more attention to it thanks to uh, the approach that he has used over these past uh, you know several uh, several months in, in which are which is at least according to most reports at odds with what the white house would have liked him to do and i think if he had just kept his head down uh, then we wouldn't have this situation playing out in front of us but but he didn't uh, and now we do and you have this image of him Sitting there with his arms crossed, you know, between Abby Lowell and the and that uh, benefactor that he has who dresses yeah. like the Joker, uh, and uh, and oh, and this. and they're supposed to be the people who are oh, we're the I'm the real victim here.
2: <laughs> the adults are back in the room, Ben. Uh, the, <laughs> the adults are back. Uh, the Secretary of Defense is in the hospital. Nobody knows. It's oh really gosh. fascinating. Did you see the exchange between Ducey and Kirby yesterday?
6: You know, I, I actually, no, I missed that one. I I, I apologize. So so, Doocy
2: basically just asked Kirby, uh, and I could play it for you really quick. Let me just find it for you because I found it so fascinating. But he was essentially – you should just hear it. It's, oh, it's a minute and one, so I'll summarize it for it. But he basically asked him, you know, why, we, why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? And I guess this mm-hmm. is a question about transparency. Um, what Kirby ultimately cops to, and I think it's funny, I, th- I think we all recognize uh, – just give me a second. I know you got another question coming here. He stops him, but he says, we all recognize this didn't unfold the way it should have on so many levels, not just the notification process up the chain of command, but the transparency re- issue. We recognize that. So they're admitting in this moment that this is a catastrophic failure if your sec def is off the grid and nobody knows – in the military, I mean, this isn't like you know the court for banged in sick. This is the guy running the Pentagon. Is there yeah. a world where we should be allowing for a margin of error at that level?
6: No, absolutely not. And I think that you know one of the things that I mean, I reached out to my relatives who've uh, you know who've served in multiple different branches of the, of the U.S. military and ask them what their reactions to this. And their reactions were, you know, basically uh, some level of I'm not surprised. He's an embarrassment anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, you know, whatever your thoughts are on, on the appropriateness uh, or lack thereof of, of what happened here, what we're going to see and witness again is that in the Biden world, if you're part of of their – sort of uh you know uh, they're back and forth to any kind of you know people who are part of their insular environment, mm-hmm. then you can get away with just about anything yep. and they and the people know it yep. uh, and that's the thing that's so disturbing about this you know they've sold the American people on this myth of a return to normalcy and and the adults in the room as you said yep. uh, and and instead what we've learned uh, is that these are actually people who will definitely use their friendships and connections uh, with uh, President Biden and especially with his with his deceased son, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, someone who uh, you know, Lloyd Austin said you know, famously that you know he would go to church services with when they were yeah. uh, serving overseas you know that 's something that they use to manipulate him and his emotions and basically you know prevent having to have any kind of uh, answer for very obvious and serious questions about their behavior in critical moments. And that's something that, you know, in any real administration and any responsible administration heads would roll. Uh, but in this case, you know, I think Biden's going to resist them once again and stick by Austin, despite the obvious impropriety of what went on here.
2: Yeah. Yo, and you want to know something? I agree with you. We're talking to Ben Dominich, uh, editor at large of the Spectator, Fox news contributor, multimedia matinee idol uh, really quick. I think that they have this tendency and I saw this post-Afghanistan where they try to sell you uh, negatives as positives. Like, you know how they tried to spin Afghanistan into the most successful airlift in mm-hmm. history uh, without really mentioning why it turned into an airlift in the first <laughs> place? <laughs> like, well,
5: yeah, but why did, why did that need to happen? Yeah. Funny <laughs> like, thing think, about airlifts <laughs> is they <laughs> don't happen
2: during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, you know? oh, Thank you. But that's what we're dealing with, and I think that's why they won't own this. But, uh, you know, I think there's a teachable moment here for every politician in the modern era, and that's they don't want to be perceived as wrong on anything in the news cycle because it's so omnipotent that they don't separate the president from disaster with a firing when it would put some distance between him and it. So I know you got to run, but would you coach future politicians to maybe let other people take a dive so the president doesn't lose so much credibility?
6: Well, of course. I mean, this is look, I. I am very much, as, as, you know, as a former speechwriter, as, as someone who's worked for a number of different politicians long in the past, I'm, I'm far removed from that. You know, One of the things that you never want is for yourself to become the story. Yep. The story should always be the principle and what the principle is about, what he's focused on and what he's doing. You're fulfilling his agenda. And yet we have this environment now where you have all these different princi- these non-principles who are asserting themselves in ways that are totally inappropriate. It's of a piece with these uh, letters that we see signed by young staffers in the Biden administration or on Capitol Hill working for Democrat members yep. who are basically objecting to their members or the president or the State Department's policies being too pro-Israel. Yep. Every single one of those people should be fired. Thank you. They should be fired immediately. <laughs> this is not a situation where you get to have where, oh we're going to have some kind of community meeting or something where we all get to weigh in on what the commander-in-chief's <laughs> policy you know policies should be. That's Not the way this works. And I think that there's a direct consequence, by the way, to that of of what we saw from the Vindeman approach during the Trump administration, where they basically thought, I'm the bureaucrat. I'm the one in charge here. And it's like, no, you're not. Nobody elected you. You're just a bureaucrat who's supposed to fulfill what the president says the policy is, whether you like it or not. And instead, we have this new environment where everybody gets away, everybody gets to have an opinion, everybody gets to weigh in. And that's not the way that the American system is supposed to be run. It's not one that is responsible to the people or to the Democratic Republic that we all deserve.
2: Spot on, and that's why Ben Dominic is a cable news red lion, not a yellow lion. You're not, you know, spin lower left on the on Voltron, nor are you a blue lion. You're not a foot, Ben <laughs> Dominic. You're a Voltron arm, and everybody knows it. So just bask in that glory. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you so much. Jimmy. Have a great day, man. High compliment. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. There he goes, the great Ben Dominic. And he's telling you the truth, man. That's spot on when he says that they manipulate Biden. If you're in the inner circle, you can basically walk all over the guy. An analogy you've heard me make on this show. As I said, one of the reasons the country is in such chaos right now is we're being run by substitute teachers who can't control the classroom. We've all been in a classroom where someone walks in and introduces themselves as a sub. And you immediately know by their energy within 10 seconds that they have Absolutely, positively no control of the classroom, at which point the bad kids are. okay. listen to what John Kirby tries to come up with as an answer when Ducey asks him, how can Biden go days without speaking to his defense secretaries, the secretary of defense? As one of our callers, J.C., said earlier, it's a guy who spent 26 years in the military, worked at the Pentagon. This briefing goes out every morning. And if this guy is missing for a week and the president doesn't know, that means he's not reading the briefing. That's true. That is true. Okay, but here is Kirby trying to explain it away. Clip 22.
6: What kind of commander in chief is President Biden? that at a time when American forces are under fire in the Middle East, he can go days without knowing that his defense secretary is in a hospital bed.
4: Peter, there's a lot to your question, so I want you to bear with me for just a second. Now, first of all, at no time was the ability for the United States military to defend our national security interests compromised. At no time was the commander-in-chief not always in command and control of the uh, our military forces around the world and over the course of those days we did take military action action that he approved uh, taking out uh, a senior militia commander in iraq uh with what we call a dynamic strike a strike that he had approved many days before which, for which the theater commander had full permission to execute
2: i mean listen to that okay this is the guy who's the secretary of defense you gotta do better than that okay We're under attack in the Middle East. Okay, how is it okay for the president to know that? And we get, no, don't worry about it. We're fine. We weren't compromised. We can't, senior military, you can't take their word on anything. Okay, if you remember when we were pulling our troops out of Afghanistan ahead of the civilians, that's stupid. Use your common sense. Everybody said it. They're like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're pulling out the guys with the guns ahead of the guys with the iPhones. And what did Kirby say? Don't worry about it. The Afghan army is going (laughs) to hold. Biden said the same thing. We train them. We've got it's going to (laughs) work. And then the whole thing collapsed. And after it collapsed, they got on TV and they said, oh, it was the most successful airlift in history. This is politics as usual. Okay, they tried to spin a negative as a positive. But the point is, no one's buying it because if you lie to me about the first ninety nine things. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not telling the truth about the hundredth.
1: You are correct, sir. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep. Rousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom! There it is.
2: Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen joining us in the next hour for an update on this border battle. Uh, Secretary Mayorkas trying to give an explainer.
1: He should be behind bars!
2: At the very least, he should be out of a job. It's embarrassing what's going on at the southern border. So here's an update. Uh, James Madison High School here in New York City. Okay, we're dealing with a city school system here that is failing. Okay, it's, you know, 30% of these kids can read at a grade level. 70% of these kids can't read in high school in New York City. Imagine that. And we're being told we're preparing them for the real world because of, I don't know, equity or something. Uh, Pride Month six months now. Nobody can read, but it's okay because we've got diversity in the boardroom. Okay, listen, I support diversity support PRIDE, support every one of those social justice initiatives, of course. But if the kids can't read, okay, the schools are failing. When you're right, you're right. and You're right. But in this instance, the failing schools were closed today because the migrant shelter at Floyd Bennett Field, it is a military camp facility because we have so many migrants in our sanctuary city that we ran out of room in the hotels. Now, these are people coming to the country illegally, okay, they were put into military camps. Okay, the military camps, because we ran out of housing in the hotels. We're going to get hit with a pretty big rainstorm last night here in New York, which they did. So to be safe, they kick the kids out of school and put the migrants in the school. So understand, American school children who need an education get sent home from school so people who came into this country illegally can have some place so they don't get wet. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America last. Okay, that's right. That's, people who crossed a river, I don't want them getting wet, so let's give the American school kids a day off. Okay, think about this insanity of this in terms of the gargantuan middle finger that is repeatedly given to the American citizen on a daily basis by this administration. That's not a right-wing talking point. That's an American talking point. These are legal kids. It's New York. Their parents are Democrats. Okay, I'm sticking up for Democratic children in this moment. And all they want you to be, well, you know, the border or climate justice or, ah, it's stupid. Okay, we have people right now running the show that nobody, nobody believes is a serious person.
5: Country is being destroyed by stupid people.
1: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is.
2: You better buckle up, buttercup. We got a big hour coming up on the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, 888-788-9910. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Almost got in a fist fight the last time he was in the Senate chamber. Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. Thankfully, cooler heads prevailed. They were able to talk him down.
1: Never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure you can get away with it.
2: That's advice to live by. Tell Lincoln every day on the way to school. Uh, But 888-788-9910. You know the rules. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Do not be a (laughs) There it is. Big Wednesday rolling out right now for the champ. For the Saturday Night Kid, my TV show, Fox News, Saturday Night with Jimmy Fallon. I'm saying it so much on the radio so I don't screw it up when I finally get on TV. You know, I'm used to saying Fox Across America. I say it everywhere I go. Fox Across America. You know, it's easy. That's how I get brought on stage as a comedian. Uh, When I go back on the road, what do you think I'm introducing myself as? The host of Fox News Saturday Night? (laughs) This is a radio movement that just happens to have taken over the TV. If you are a part of this show, you are a founding member of this multimedia revolution.
3: Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?
2: For real, that's the first question I got asked when they announced I got the shouts and the Hollywood Reporter, of Deadline, all the, the rap, all those big showbiz pubs. And they're like, Hey, you going to leave radio or are you going to... You're a loony. Shut up. This is what we do. I love the radio. You want to why I like the radio the most, for real, as a guy who does both, do stand-up on the road, all that fun stuff, is we have more room. We get to have longer conversations on the radio. You know, my Saturday night show is going to have a little bit of that format. We'll have longer breaks instead of doing like seven stories in three minutes like a lot of news shows do. uh, We'll do one story in 10 minutes so the conversation can breathe. That's what I like. That's what I like about radio is it requires a lot of talent to do radio uh, if you have nothing going on in the news. If you got something going on in the news, fine. That's engaging. That's fine. It's compelling. There's a gravity to it. You don't even have to know what you're doing. And believe me, if you scroll your radio dial right now, you'll see the proof that you don't necessarily need to know what you're doing to work in radio. I think he's got a point. But there are a few folks out there with actual talent, and if you have that talent, you appreciate the latitude that radio gives you in conversation. Like, you know my guest a lot better than you would if you only watched them on TV. Because, you know, on TV, they're never going to have time to ask them, you know, if they ever hooked up with a pirate hooker on spring break. What the hell did you just say? I said the truth. Uh, But as we get underway in this hour... Uh we have dirtier things to talk about believe it or not. Uh one of them involves the job being done by Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, who is just putting on an absolute clinical clown show right now in Washington. So Mayorkas is the subject of potential impeachment proceedings. They're saying you're in charge of protecting the country, you guys have reversed all of the policies. Okay, understand this, guys. Not. It is not. It is not a conservative point I'm about to make. This is not. Uh, you know, if you're hate listening and you heard the words Fox News and you're like, "Ooh, honey, we'll get mad. We'll yell stupid stuff. All <laughs> oh, the flyover states are racist. Come on, honey, isn't this great?" Hello, white supremacist rapport. This is great, honey. Come on, this is awesome. I mean, come on.
3: This is total crap.
2: Of course it is, because if you actually know conservatives, okay, we don't care your races, we don't care you sleeping, we don't care anything. We just want a safe country where the government gets the hell out of our lives.
1: Government is not the solution to our problem. Government
2: is the problem. Okay, government caused the problem. When it comes to the southern border, you understand we had cut illegal border crossings by 80% under Donald Trump. Hate Trump. Hate his tweets. Hate it all. Hate the apprentice. Doesn't hate it. The whole thing. Okay. Maybe you play Fortnite with Barron. Hate the way he does dances when he kills you on Fortnite. Okay. Hate whatever you want. I'm not in charge of your hate. Okay. But we need to have an informed conversation. The border, which is the front door of the house. Okay, was slammed shut under the previous president. Democrats, who voted for border wall funding twice, once under Barack Obama, once under George W. Bush, turned around when Trump ran on Build a Wall and said the whole thing was bigotry. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. And those stupid ideas, okay, involved in this instance. Perceiving border security as racist, as discriminatory, ergo, let's not have any. And so what they did when they assumed power is they stopped wall construction. They rescinded Remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico, just so you understand, what Remain in Mexico meant is if you sneak into this country illegally, if you sneak into this country for asylum, however you want to frame your passage across our border, if you are apprehended you go and stay in Mexico until your court case comes up and you are either allowed entry into the country or you are denied. Now, the average length for an asylum hearing right now is nine years. Nine years. So you understand, if people know they're going to come to the southern border, get caught, and be stuck in Mexico for nine years, they just don't even bother to come. But if you get rid of Remain in Mexico... And people are taught if they're caught at the southern border, they're getting let into the country. There it goes. There it goes. They're all coming to the border. And the drug cartels and the human traffickers that bring them in the face of a humanitarian crisis know that they can charge them a buttload of money because they're always going to get in successfully. If the message is, we better not catch you or we'll relocate you to the city of your choice, that's not actually border defense. And that's why we're in the position that we're in. Their policies caused this. Title 42, which allowed us to bar people on the basis of the COVID pandemic and said, you can't let unscreened people into the country, we have a pandemic. They fought to the Supreme Court to rescind Title 42. So you understand, anybody who tells you Okay, the Democrats don't want open borders should be putting a red nose on before they say so. They fought to open them. They fought the Supreme Court to open them. At a time when we had lockdowns. Kid can't go to school. You can't go to work. You can't go to church, COVID. But if you want to sneak across the border illegally, come on down. That's what they did. You understand? No, no, you can't go to school, can't go to church, can't go shopping, can't go out to dinner on a date, can't go to the movies. It's closed. The Baseball teams are going to play with no fans, which actually looks familiar if you're watching a Met game in September. Uh, But the truth is they shut down all large gatherings. COVID can't chance it, no chance. But if, you know, 2,000 people in a caravan want to get together in close quarters and travel across our border illegally, that's fine. Okay, because apparently COVID, when they made it in the Chinese lab, so sophisticated, it knows what your political priorities are before it decides whether or not to infect you. Okay? Same thing with the George Floyd riots. At the time the George Floyd riots happened, schools were closed, people couldn't go to work. But if you, you know, want to venture out into the streets and burn down a police station in Minneapolis or Seattle, start your own country, I mean, that's another story. I mean, it's, you know, obviously the virus knows... You know, hate has no home here, ergo COVID has no home here. That's how they tried to sell it to you. These are in unserious people. The reason people don't take public health initiatives seriously, all these right-wing influencers, all the misinformation on Twitter. No, the reason people don't trust the government about public health initiatives is the government lied to them at every single turn. Here's the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky, telling you vaccinated people can't catch COVID. Guys, millions of vaccinated people have gotten COVID. Sadly, hundreds of thousands of them have died of COVID. Ergo, them telling you vaccinated people can't get COVID, bit of a lie. Bingo,
0: man, bingo. Here she is. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data.
2: Okay, she was lying. Not only in the clinical trials, in the real-world data, vaccinated people don't carry the virus, and they don't get sick. That's what She said.
3: Step into my office. Why? Because you're fired.
2: So if people don't trust the government, it's because the government's lying. The right-wing influencers calling it out aren't the problem. I want to live in a world where we're madder at our health officials than we are the guys posting on Twitter while they killed time on the toilet. But this is where we find ourselves. Oh, they're going after Mayorkas because he's Latino. Hey, that's racism. They don't, you know, don't want him there. That's what it is. The fact that 8 million people got in, overwhelmed our cities, and now even New York is closing a high school because they need more room for the migrants, so they kick the kids out for the day. You know, anyone mad about that's clearly just a racist, am I right, you guys? That's what they're trying to tell you. Okay, the government is lying at every turn in this administration and trying to sell you their failures as successes. Here is my Orcus saying Americans need to understand the facts when it comes to the border. This is clip 35. It is opportunities like this uh, that uh, I will use to communicate the facts to the American people. As we all know all too well, uh, the issue of immigration is an issue that is highly politicized. And it is very important that the American public understand the facts, the extraordinary dedication of the Department of Homeland Security's personnel all this administration has done. And it's very important that they understand that the challenge that we are experiencing is a challenge that is a function of a number of factors. You are a sad, strange little man. Okay. And he goes into the factors, you know, climate change, instability. Guys, are you ready for it? The reason people are coming to the border is because we're letting them in.
1: He knows what he's talking about.
2: That's it. There's no other reason. If it was climate change, which is farcical, farcical. They don't know what climate's going to They don't care. If you're in a third world nation, you don't have food. You're peeing on each other for heat. Okay. You're not saying, well, you know, life here is great. But more importantly, uh, you know, the weather is going to change in 75 years. We should do something about it now. They don't even know what climate change is. They don't know what the word Latinx is. If you live, if you are a Latino, if you live in South America, you don't call each other Latinx because that is a made-up word by woke white people. Everything woke turns to But they're selling you everything but the truth, man. And that's the part that's such a scam is in order to make that your business model, you have to have an actual like indifference. That's why I don't think I can make it in politics. Like, one, I'm not going to pass the background check. But two, okay, you have to legitimately just not care about people to be able to advance positions like this. Okay, climate change, you have no idea. The oldest joke in the world, in the world, is, oh, weatherman, that's a, that's a job to have. Because you can be wrong every day and you still keep your job. That's, a you know, people have been saying that to each other forever. I said that in my house growing up. Set in every house, you know, it's like one of those default jokes we all walk around with. You know, it's like the dog ate my homework. There are things that are around that are just part of the vernacular. Weatherman, there's a job. She could be wrong every day. You could still keep your job. Great. Okay, so in a world where we all accept the fact that the weatherman has no idea what tomorrow's weather is going to be, You want me to believe we can accurately predict what the weather is going to be in 50 years?
1: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
2: Now, listen, 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 listen. I know we were wrong about tomorrow's weather forecast. I know we were wrong about yesterday's forecast. I I know we've been wrong about, but hear me out, okay? We actually are 100% right. The science is settled. On the weather forecast 50 years from today. That
0: is balderdash and hogwash and mm mm-hmm. Think
2: of the insanity of that. Okay, but that insanity pays really,
1: really well. Money, 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 money.
2: Which is also why they're never going to secure the border, okay? They don't want to solve issues. They want to run on them. Immigration being as divisive as it is, they can sit around and call everybody a racist who opposes their border policy and ergo people dumb enough to agree with them will continue to cut
1: checks on the issue
3: pay up suckers
1: you're listening to fox across america with jimmy a very inventive troubled comedian
2: It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fela. If you're a fan of NFL football, he's a fella who had a storied coaching career at USC, took his talents up the coast to Seattle, won a Super Bowl. Uh, gentleman's name is Pete Carroll. However, the Seahawks have just decided... Get him out of here. Get him out. Pete Carroll, according to ESPN, is out as the Seahawks coach. Now, I wonder... Okay, You know, conventional wisdom would say that they handed him this pink slip, but they might have decided to throw it at the goal line instead. Super Bowl jokes. Come on, folks, work with me.
1: That was the worst thing I ever heard.
2: Whatever. Pete Carroll should have won two Super Bowls. If you remember playing the Patriots team is using its last timeout, a little over a minute to go on the clock. Marshawn Lynch is averaging about six yards a carry in the game. They're at the one-yard line. Pete Carroll decides to throw the ball. That's stupid. Use your common sense. It, of course, gets intercepted. The rest is history, including Chris Collinsworth saying, I can't believe what I just saw. Basically, they score. The game is over. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. Just doing whatever he wants with the ball. What do we need, eight? All right, the best I can give you is ten. What do we need, six? I'll give you nine. He's doing whatever he wants with the Patriots defense. Pete Carroll decides to throw the ball, and there goes the title. Now, they've had a hell of a run, and uh, anybody who makes the playoffs with Geno Smith is their starter as Carroll did two seasons ago, uh, is worthy of some praise. Uh, That being said, this year's season did not yield the outcome they were desiring. And after 14 seasons in Seattle, uh, Pete Carroll, uh, now free to go, uh, I don't know, whatever they're doing in Seattle. Maybe he can come the Federal Way. April the 5th, I'm at the Federal Way Performing Arts Center, Pete Carroll. Okay, making his way. But uh, one way or the other, Uh, we do salute him on a storied career, won a Super Bowl, won a national title in college, something Jim Harbaugh will undoubtedly probably ditch Michigan to go pursue himself, Uh, but an interesting story. Uh, I don't know that it'll come up with Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, who's going to want to talk to you about the border in the next break, talk to you about all things Washington, but, uh, you know, something I just wanted to touch on because I consider Pete Carroll significant and, uh, Apparently, I do more so than the Seahawks in this moment. But that's another story for another time. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. The last time we talked to Mullen, he was getting ready to punch somebody in the face in the Senate. Bernie Sanders called off the fight, if only because knowing Bernie, he wanted to sell tickets to the fight just to show how capitalism leads to violence. You know how that works. There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're bringing in backup right now. Remember the old WWF? That like tag teams, like the Road Warriors. The Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov, Boris Zhukov. You tag team. The other guy comes in. Hits a guy with a steel chair, and the ref doesn't see it. The ref never sees it. I think the WWF referees are actually in charge of the southern border right now. They don't seem to be seeing it. Uh, Joining us now is a guy who's ready to swing a few chairs around himself. He is an Oklahoma senator. Mark Wayne Mullen returns to the program. Hey, man.
7: What's up, my friend? How you doing?
2: Uh, My friend, it's Mr. TV Star.
7: Well, hey, I first of all, congratulations Stop on it. your Saturday show. <laughs> I'm kidding, but I expect to be one of your first guests. I will fly my butt to, to New oh. York, which I avoid that place with yep. with, with true. Disdain. However, there's a waffle shop that I really like to go to, so I'll I'll offset Mm. it.
2: I love it. So you're so excited about my new show that you'll use it as an excuse to get waffles. (laughs) Like like the show, not so much, but this syrup, Jimmy. I'm kidding.
7: (laughs) It's politics. We're all about give and take. (laughs) (laughs) Negotiating.
2: Good for you. Good for you. I love it. Well, you'd be great on the show. Uh, that's the hook. We're booked. So the reason they're doing that, like we're booking everybody in person, is because we go. We just get to go back and forth better, and it's good. For, oh, like, yeah. No, know, I'd love it. Yeah, like, good. I'm serious. I'm, I'll I'm, make sure you're on. I would
7: be excited to be there, and, and I'm excited sure. for you to do the show. Love I mean, it. hopefully they can do real strong, like, uh, filters.
2: Hey, Mullen! Right. But, yeah. Listen, when is your swimsuit calendar coming out, Fabio. <laughs>
7: Well, uh, how do you know I don't have one?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good answer. More politics talking. Um, listen, man, I know it would have to start in the House, but what the heck are we going to do with my orcas I mean, the, basically, the posturing I'm getting out of this administration right now is they're doing great. We just don't get it as they're shutting down high schools in New York City to make room for the migrants. Like, am I missing something?
7: No, you're you're what you're doing is you're it's deny and this is what you know this is what a, a socialist uh, a government does deny 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 if you never admit and and you have an opposite uh, opposite um, uh, approach to the media and you have media that will cover for you then there's a certain group of people that's going to believe what you have to say mm-hmm. and uh, what he is doing what the secretary is doing is essentially carrying the water for the administration but they can't They can't deny it to this point because even MSNBC, CNN, CBS, uh, ABC, um, all of them are out there now going, this is a major problem. And we had 302,000 people cross last month, which was a record. uh, Since the Biden administration has been in office, that's 8.8 million People. Now, how many people live in in, in, in proper New York City? Mm-hmm. Um, you think about that. Eight point eight million individuals are in this country illegally right now, mm-hmm. and uh, and those are the ones that we know of. Those aren't even mm-hmm. ones you, that the Godaways. If you actually actually factor in the Godaways, it's over ten million people. That's that's uh, two and a half times the population of the state of Oklahoma.
2: That two is and a half times. Insane. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Uh, it's mind blowing to me when you hear, when you hear that type of number, but you're clearly dealing with the people uh, who are willing to say anything. You talk about lying. Okay. When they say the borders closed, I'm like, don't you hate when you go to the store, it's closed. So only 8 million people get to come in and go shopping. Right, it's nice. I mean
7: people. People that say it's closed, you assume the same thing as a closed sign, like come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they say it's closed, that just means they close a border crossing. Yeah. So that doesn't mean the entire border is closed. So they're playing on words. They're not necessarily lying. They're saying mm-hmm. the border is closed, but they're not telling you actually what sector it's yeah. closed on. And the reason why that 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 sector is closed is because they don't have the personnel to man it. Right now you have one this is what this is the statistics that's that's currently taking place on the border. You have one agent per 200 illegals that are crossing daily. Mm-hmm. One agent per 200. And uh and and here's another thing they they talk about it being families. Mm-hmm. Over 60% of the individuals that are crossing the border, by the way, coming from 170 different countries now, Mm -hmm. um, are 16- to 40-year-old males traveling
2: by themselves. Which is a fascinating stat because if you tell me that they were legitimately fleeing, uh, and this is asylum, okay, you don't leave your family behind.
7: Never. Never. What male would leave their family behind if you're fleeing a tyrant government or you're fearing for your life. It's true. Tell me who would do that. It no. doesn't it, it doesn't exist.
2: No, you are you spot on. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Well the one thing that's happening now is people are getting relocated to New York and they get off the bus and they assume they've been deported. You know? It's They're am- <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, they sent me back? This is amazing. <laughs> Dude, it's a it's a mess, man. And like well Got but you, you know, people gave Governor
7: Abbott and uh, and DeSantis a hard time for doing this. And mm-hmm. really it's Governor Abbott that takes the credit. DeSantis was following his lead. But uh but Abbott started doing this and sent him to sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. Um what's what's happened now is the individuals that, that supported the open border, because it wasn't touching them, it wasn't mm-hmm. affecting them, all of a sudden it's affecting them. So now it's a sixty eight percent issue across the board that people think the the border is a true crisis, 68%. That's not Republicans. That's across the board. Independents, libertarians, Democrats, Republicans are all saying that the border is a crisis because these cities that vote blue because they're – I don't know. Don't live in reality. Uh, They have came to realize that this is actually affecting their way of life now. It's affecting their parks. It's affecting their schools. It's affecting their hospitals. And by the way, it's also affecting your social programs because most of these individuals that are being released – they're being released back into the country, so they're 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 automatically releasing. Even the secretary said this: eighty-five percent of the individuals are automatically released within twenty-four hours. Eighty-five percent are released within eighty-four hours. That means there's zero chance you can do a background check, find out who they are. Anything. That's they're giving nice. a court date, and that court date says that they have to have to reappear. Reappear, and it could be six to eight years later. Why they have that six to eight years later letter? They're here legally, Mm -hmm. but they don't have a work permit, so they're legally here, which we're legally obligated at that point to take care of them, but they legally can't work. So they're draining our social programs, be it on the state or the federal level, and people want to know why Social Security is going broke. Uh, People want to know why our social programs are are going bust, why these states um, are, are going bankrupt. It's because there, you've got 8.8 million people here that's living off of it.
2: No, it's, it's nuts. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark w. Mullen. And the part that drives me crazy is the way they avoid a head-on conversation about these issues, the points you're making, is they try to portray conservatives as anti-immigrant when the only point we're making is come legally. Yes. That's it. We're not saying you can't come. We're saying, of course, come, you know, by all means and contribute because we need that. We don't need what you just described. It's just people who can't work coming to the country.
7: And and, and by the way, if you truly need asylum, Mm -hmm. then we'll truly welcome you. Mm -hmm. But you're taking advantage of us. And who's taking advantage of that is the drug cartels. The drug cartels are making on average $32 million per day. Day. My now get that in your mind. $32 million per day right now crossing people illegally. Yeah, we- $32 million per day. That is insane, and that doesn't mean – that doesn't even count for the drugs they're bringing over with them too because once they flood a sector, which this is something the secretary is not talking about, is most, in, most agents, border agents are out of commission within the first hour of their service. Because they go from securing the border to humanitarian purposes when you have, as I stated a well while ago, one yeah. in 200 on yeah. average. So within one hour of them being on an eight-hour shift, their sector that they're responsible for is completely wide open because the agent is there. No one's controlling it anymore because they're processing individuals. That means that the drugs just flow in, which is why we're having such a huge fentanyl issue in the country drugs are flowing in without any fear of being
2: caught yep and they're like no nah, don't worry we got it under control i mean yep. really it's it is nuts man uh listen uh we are going to take you up you're gonna have to come to new york and eat some pancakes but i can't eat them with you that's the problem uh, I, I can hang out no i can't have either if you knew like i'm not even kidding <laughs> do you know one of the first guests on the show tomorrow night is jillian michaels the celebrity trainer and i and i'm pretty oh, sure it's because hey. wardrobe wants me to get in shape for the show <laughs> So uh, so, we'll
7: d- so tell me, d- if, we, if we're doing your show, it's Saturday night, right? I don't have to put a suit on, right? I'm no, casual. gosh,
2: no. What are we okay. talking about here?
7: Because I was going to renegotiate if that was you,
2: the case. You have no leverage. You stop it. No, you can, uh, you're going to come by. You're going to hang out. And uh, the one thing you're going to notice, though, is when you come on the show, we're not even going to talk politics. We're just going to talk about life, and we're going to have fun. People need fun. They need fun. And, you know, I tell people this all the time. You draw a lot more people to the Republican Party being fun than we do not that you're yelling at them but that's what a lot of people in media get wrong we're the fun party the other party is right. going to yell at us for cultural appropriation for having guacamole in the green room you know yeah. you don't you don't hang mean, out with those people
7: my, we need to bring my wife on then too then.
2: oh all right this is getting complicated now you just took over my whole show i love it uh we'll be in touch man great to hear from right, you be us. well thanks there he goes great oklahoma senator mark wayne Mullen. You invite him down, great. He adds his wife now. By the time he actually appears on the show, it's going to be like three of his neighbors, five of. That's just how white folks will do you. They take over. Hey, You're going to get me on the show. Yeah, Namon, you'd be great on the show. Yeah, my wife's coming too. Oh, I guess. Yeah, no, our dog walker's coming too. That's how it works. That's how these people get you. But they're nice folk. They're great. And uh, I don't doubt every lawmaker in the country is going to want to do the show because they're going to look good because we're not doing, like, for real. When you guys watch this, I mean, you listen to this every day. It's what you're going to watch. You're going to watch what this show would look like on TV. If you're not already watching it on Fox Nation, uh, it's a hang. It's just a hang. And we help more by hanging than we do by banging, you know, beating each other's heads against the wall. "Ah, That's enough out of you. Okay, we're not doing that. I'm exhausted. You got all week to fight about politics. You really want to turn on the TV Saturday night and see me yelling? The answer would be no. I mean, you don't want to see me, period. You actually want to see somebody a lot hotter. I agree with that. But I'll tell you what, uh, do not sleep. Do not. I've got fans, okay? There's a lot of chubby chasers out there, okay, that are big fans of what I do.
4: You're killing yourself the way you
2: eat. You're a fat f- look at you not, not according not according to the ladies you'll see we'll get into it quick break back after this
1: critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio
4: i funny how i mean funny like i'm a
1: clown maybe. this is fox across america with jimmy Fallon. I phala
2: there it is fox across america Bottom of the ninth. I'm not on the radio tomorrow, you guys. Oh hell. Oh hell, Jimmy. I can't believe... I'll be back Friday. You know what I'm doing tomorrow? You wouldn't even believe this. I, do- I don't think you would believe this if I told you what I was doing. I don't know that I, I-, I, don't know that I will tell you what I'm doing. Uh, but I have to be off. My um, show launches Saturday night. But tomorrow, I'm a major... Media publication, major, not, not a Fox one, which of course is the biggest channel out there, and I'm so grateful to have a TV show coming out to go with this radio empire that we're building, uh, but a major, major, like iconic magazine is doing a feature on me tomorrow, and uh, they're gonna, they, they are taking like a day, like a day with me to see how I'm prepping this TV show and all that jazz and they're certainly going to come by the radio studio and see what that process is all about as well uh but it's basically like uh you know a mini feature okay i'll tell you about it when it comes out so you can, guys can all go check it out but the point is you know um things are pretty cool right now man and you guys have made it possible so take pride and ownership of what this is you know when a team opens a new stadium And everybody can, you know, buy a brick and you own like a piece of the stadium with your family's name on it. The success of this show, you absolutely all have a brick. Every single one of you who listens, who comes to the stand-up shows, uh, which we're going back on. um, Here are the dates. I haven't been pushing them enough on the show because I've been too busy yakking about my book and talking about this new TV show. But this is all new, so bear with me. Uh, Friday, March 1st, we are in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Friday, March 1st. Saturday, March 2nd, Sacramento, California. That's a rematch. Gavin Newsom supposedly coming to that show, which would make it really funny. We'll do some crowd work. Friday, March the 8th, we are in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, Saturday, March the 9th, Ponte Vedra, Florida. Uh, Friday, March 29th, Helena, Montana. Saturday, March 30th, Spokane, Washington. Friday, April the 5th, Federal Way, Washington, right there in Seattle. Saturday, April the 6th, Boise, Idaho. And then Saturday, May 18th, we are heading to the Schubert Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. There will be additional dates added in April uh, in Alabama and also in Texas, by the way. Working out a date right now in Dallas. Uh, it's going to be a hot one. So all the KTBB listeners, gas up the car, drive up to Bucky's, get a chocolate-covered flamethrower, and come watch my stand-up show. How about that? Crazy. Uh, but in the bottom of the ninth on the show today, if there was a thesis, if there was a thesis for this show, basically like the last year and a half, it's we have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. Here's the truth. Okay, running the country. Okay, yes, it's a massive bureaucracy. Yes, you're presiding over millions and millions of federal employees. And I don't doubt that there is, you know, an art to threading these needles, making things work and concert with each other. Okay, but at the end of the day, you could do it. I could do it. My son Lincoln can do it. If you just take every issue, every single issue... And you address it from the standpoint of, well, what's best for the American people? And right now, the folks in charge aren't doing that. Is their border policy of letting 8 million people into our country best for the American people? The answer would be no. The domestic energy production in this country, which killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline, 10,000 well-paying American jobs, but more importantly, outsourced our oil production to third world dictators enriching people like Putin and the mullahs in Iran, is that best for the American people? The answer would be no. No, but climate change. Oh, Jimmy, you don't understand. Climate change, they said, before flying off in a private jet that you paid for. Please give us money. Okay, all of the things they're doing, okay, prioritize interests that they themselves have, that their lobbyists have, but ultimately don't have a net positive effect on the American people. What could somebody tell you is better Under this administration, than it was under the last one. You know, you could say Biden doesn't tweet as much as Trump, but that's just because they can't let him tweet. If somebody typed the way Biden talked, it would look like a cat walked across a keyboard. I mean, what are you going to, what word are you going to type for this last word? I'll need an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort of pressure. Okay, seriously, what? type this out in Twitter. Tell me if you go over the character limit. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night, the, the, the phone. Okay, that guy's a mess, and that's fine. Okay, I, I, there but for the grace of God go all of us. But the point is the people in charge of this country don't know what they're doing. It's not Joe Biden. I'm not mad at Joe Biden. Are, are the Biden corrupt? Oh, God, all day. Oh, it's so bad. The Hunter Biden shenanigans we saw today in Congress where he showed up to act like he wanted to testify knowing he couldn't. That's the classic example of a guy acting like he wants to fight outside the bar because the cop showed up and he knows there won't be a fight. Oh, you lucky the cops are here? They hadn't been there for five minutes. Did he throw any punches? The answer would be no. No, it's, it's posturing. And that's what Hunter's doing. Because people are going to retreat to their respective cable news corners tonight and be like, see, Hunter wanted to talk. The Republicans wouldn't let him. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But they'll continue to sell it. Because the partisan pugilism rates well. And people love it. But they're rooting for their party harder than they're rooting for the country. And that's why it's such a mess. That's why we need a show. That's going to give the country some comedy smelling salts and save the world. And that's what we'll be doing this weekend. You better be there.